Welcome to the Holistic Ease Podcast. I am your host, Erin Oberlander, Certified Holistic Aromatherapist, Herbalist, Holistic Health Expert, and Modern Homesteader. This podcast is where you can come to learn and be inspired about a wide variety of topics, all related to holistic lifestyle. Drawing upon ancient wisdom from Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine, modern sciences, as well as the art of aromatherapy, we start to connect more deeply with our innate wisdom and our inner voice. Nutrition, essential oils, herbs, spirituality and faith, movement, seasonal living, permaculture, and an occasional digression into the land of the weird and funny, all these things we candidly and honestly discuss here. Why? Because I believe it shouldn't be hard to live a life closer to the cycles of nature that improves your quality of life, health, and relationships. So come along with me and let's learn together how to live a holistic lifestyle with ease. Hey friends, welcome back to the Holistic Ease podcast and vlog. If we're meeting for the first time, my name is Erin Oberlander. I'm a certified holistic aromatherapist, herbalist, and holistic health expert. And one of my goals is to help you live a holistic lifestyle with ease, making it easy, taking my 25 years plus experience in holistic health, distilling it down into the most important things for you to be able to implement into your life and making that process easy for you. Today, I want to share with you something that has been on my mind and my heart for quite a long time, and that is the idea of the compound effect in terms of our wellness. That wellness is cumulative. So what do I mean by that? And first of all, what is wellness, right? So we hear the terms health and wellness put together a lot of the time, but I bet a lot of us don't know quite what the difference is between those two things. And I think before I go into the subject, it is important to define this because what I am not talking about today is health. What I am talking about is well-being, enhancing our state of well-being. And those are two different things. They are related. They dovetail together in many different aspects, but they are not necessarily the same thing. So health is a state of being. It has to do with our physical mental and social well-being. Okay, so that's a state of being. Wellness is a state of living how we live, our lifestyle. So it's living a healthy lifestyle and more than anything to enhance our well-being. And what is well-being? Well-being is a state of being comfortable, healthy, or happy. So in some senses, those definitions are using this, you know, the words to define each other. But the thing I want to point out to you is that health is what we talk about when we go to the doctor. Okay, we are getting our vitals checked. We are getting blood draws to check for diseases, those types of things. Doctor is going to be concerned with your health. Now, that's not to say that they aren't interested in your well-being, but they are looking at that physical, mental, and social aspect of your body's state. It's a state of being, right? It's it's a snapshot of your body that is taken sometimes outside the context of any lifestyle choices. The reason that I think this is important to address is that when I talk about 
wellness and well-being. I want to be very clear that I'm not talking just about health and I'm not talking directly about health, right? So if you have concerns about your health, you need to be chatting with your doctor and nothing that I am going to say should be taken as medical advice. (laughs) I am going to talk about lifestyle, however, and that lifestyle can lead cumulatively over time to better well-being, right? It's a it can lead to more comfortableness, more healthiness, more happiness, okay? So what this podcast is not saying is that if you make all the right healthy choices and all the best well-being and wellness lifestyle choices, that you will always be entirely 100% healthy. You might still go to the doctor and get that scary diagnosis. You might still find yourself struggling with certain things from a genetic standpoint. You might have been dealt a challenging deck of cards when it comes to the state of health of your body. This is not always within our control. Some of it is. That's why your doctor will talk to you about healthier lifestyle choices, reducing stress, and all of those common sense things that we all know at this point that we need to be thinking about and doing. But just because we make all of the quote unquote perfect choices does not mean that we will always have the lab results or the test results that we would hope to have. Conversely, I think it's very important to look at this from the other angle and say that just because someone has a struggle with a condition or a diagnosis doesn't necessarily mean that they have made poor lifestyle choices. They may have made poor lifestyle choices, but they may not necessarily have made poor lifestyle choices. So that's why I'm saying health is its own category of things that we're now going to take and put over here to the side. Because what I want to chat with you about today is lifestyle, right? So this is wellness, that state of living a healthy lifestyle, where our main focus is to enhance our well-being. So that means whatever our personal baseline is for our health, whether that's a good hand of cards, or it is not so great that wherever our starting point is, that we understand that there are certain things that we can do to enhance that. Some of those things may and very often do impact our health, but it also impacts so much more. It impacts our sense of fulfillment. It impacts our sense of connection. It impacts our sense of being able to be present and to enjoy and savor our life. And isn't that something that we talk about so frequently on these episodes, right? So talking about well-being, talking about wellness and working to enhance this, you know, you can, you can look at this in so many different ways. Some people like to biohack and they like to see how much better they can get their labs to look or, um, you know, how, you know, if we have the bodybuilders who learn how to cut for competitions and lift even heavier and we've got the marathon runners that learn how to train for those long distances and so on and so forth. But this can be such simple choices that over time really add up to a very different experience when you go through a challenging time. 
So I'm going to use myself as an example of this because I'm a person that has really struggled in my body. I have a lot of mysterious things going on in my body. When I've gone to the doctor, <laughs> I usually go with a whole file of notes and a whole ton of questions. Um, and there's there's been some things that have been unraveled over the years in terms of figuring out the very complex puzzle of the very complex set of variables that have been going on to make my experience in my body more challenging. I say this not because I'm throwing a pity party for myself. In fact, I actually have learned to lean into that and see it as an opportunity to learn and to grow. But I say it because uh, my journey has not been straightforward. It has not just been a matter of exercising more, eating less calories, being able to lose weight as a, as a simple example, or uh, just do all of the things to reduce stress and you won't feel anxious in your body, blah, blah, blah. Um, so what has been a challenge for me over the years is to not fall into discouragement. And if you're listening to this and if you're dealing with chronic conditions or if you are that person like me that has been trying to figure out the puzzle of your body, or maybe you just struggle with the experience of your body and loving your body and that self-love aspect of well-being that is so important to foster, that is really, a, it's a challenging thing for so many of us. It is so challenging to accept our body and love it in whatever state it's in. And how many of us have told ourselves the message, well, when I get to this weight, then I'll be happy. And when I get to this stage of my healing journey, then I will give myself credit enough to do this nice thing for myself or so on and so forth. What has been so challenging for me over the last 20, 25 years has been to learn to accept and appreciate my body in whatever state it is in the moment, whether that's an overweight body, whether it's an inflamed body, whether it's an anxious and panicked body, whether it's an exhausted body as it is right now, whether it's an infected body, all of these states would be excuses for myself. They would be circumstances where I have and I could say, well, you know, I have this thing or I have that thing. So really nothing that I would do for myself is going to make a difference. It doesn't really matter if I exercise because I won't lose weight anyway. It doesn't really matter how I eat because I won't be able to bring down the inflammation. Um, I won't, I won't be able to figure out what my food intolerances are. It doesn't really matter if I try to reduce stress because I feel anxious no matter what I do. You know, these are some of the bits of negative self-talk that, you know, on the surface, you might say, okay, it's easy to sort of let go of that. But when you are, when you feel like you're in a battle, whether that is literally with some kind of health issue, or if it is with some aspect of your experience in your body and how you feel in it, or it is the mental and emotional battle of being able to accept yourself, it can be a long road and it can be its own, <laughs> its own desert place where you feel 
um, like you would do anything for it to rain and just have some water, right? Where you are physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, sometimes even physically just thirsty for some relief, thirsty for some easier change, for things to be a little bit simpler, for things to be more straightforward, to not have to struggle as much as you do and, you know, to have things be quote-unquote like everybody else, which in and of itself is a misnomer because it's easy to look on the outside of somebody else and say, well, she doesn't have the same issues in her body or he's not having the same mental health issues, struggles that I am, but we really don't know. But I think so many of us can relate to a struggle with our bodies in one way or the other. And the fact that that negative self-talk can be hard to not give into when the road has been long and when the answers have not been easy coming or when you are doing all of the quote unquote right things and yet you're still not seeing the results that you were hoping for or that you saw in your mind for something. Okay, so that describes my situation. I went for years tracking all of my calories, macros, my activity levels, um, you know, doing everything right, managing my stress levels, having a healthy lifestyle, taking my supplements, and yet I did not have the body of my dreams. I was working really, really hard for it. And quite honestly, for it, I wasn't, you know, cheating. And that's a word that I don't use anymore. But at that time in my life, that was a word that I used a lot. Uh, I was being very consistent and disciplined with my lifestyle. And yet I was not seeing the outcomes that I wanted. Now, part of that maybe was that my expectations were unrealistic. (laughs) Not everybody is going to look like, you know, an actress or a model. Um, But despite that, even mathematically, things should have been working out differently than they were. And instead of losing weight, my body would keep gaining weight and keep gaining inflammation. And I would continue to struggle more with uh, cognitive challenges and uh, anxiety and things like that. And so over time, uh, it, it could have been easy for me at some point to just totally give in and say, none, none of the things that I'm doing are doing me any good. I don't look like so-and-so. I can't wear this and such. Um, I'm frustrated. I, you know, and in fact, even at times, I very honestly have felt despair over the fact that I haven't had the expected outcomes or results that I have wanted. Okay. So just take that in and see if you can sit with it for a minute and see how you relate to that with your experience in your body. Have there been some of those kinds of struggles where you felt like you just kept hitting the same wall over and over and over and over again. And at some point, did you give up? Did you throw in the towel? Did you partially throw in the towel? Or did you figure out a way to dig in and keep going and say, it'll get better to get better? Or did it just last for so many years that you were like, this seems crazy to keep trying to do this and it doesn't matter what I do. And so I'm just going to live my life and, and, and learn that this, this is the way that my body is. I'm not condemning or judging any of those choices because I understand what it is to be in those states because I have been there. I have been there a lot for most of my, most of my life. But what I want to share with you is 
a recent experience, a recent season that I have gone through where I have really had a change in my perspective on this. I feel that our emphasis in wellness is so much on the outward appearance that we forget the compound effect of little healthy choices over time. And for those of us that have more of a struggle in our bodies, what I have experienced recently is that when my body is going through a really tough challenge that it's needing to move through, I somehow, despite all odds, despite all of the genetic tests and and things that are stacked against me, have been able to move through those more challenging seasons in my body with much greater ease, I believe, than someone who has not continued to forge ahead and put that money in the bank, so to speak, every single day on their health. So a couple of things have been going on recently. One is that I had a dog bite on my thumb. I got a severe infection. It was really bad. Um, I spent about three months in and out of the doctor constantly, ended up on IV antibiotics, having to have surgery, blah, blah, blah. My anxiety got totally out of control for a while. Um, and secondly, the second thing that's been happening on top of this is that my husband and I have been living in a water damaged building for over 10 years, unbeknownst to us. And we recently discovered this, but over that 10 years, the experience of my body has been that my body is always fighting something that I just haven't been able to identify. And by the end of last year, I was feeling at one of my lowest points in terms of cognition, energy, and inflammation in my body, could not figure out what was going on. And went on vacation, felt great, came back to our our home, figured out that there was some very severe mold and bacteria. Within a few hours of being home, I was right back to where I had been. Uh, And since then, I've been through a whole battery of testing, working with a special physician that specializes uh, with people that are like me who have a really severe sensitivity to mold. It's a, there's actually a genetic mutation called HLA-DR. And um, these were some things that I hadn't identified until recently. However, what has been really interesting to me is that most people with my gene who have been in the situation that I have been in are much, 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 much more sick than I was. And furthermore, as my body has been healing, it has to meet certain benchmarks. There's about five, and I'm going to do a podcast about this all by itself, but there's about five benchmarks that my body has to meet as it goes through the healing process to turn off the crazy inflammatory response in my innate immune system that's going on. I shouldn't be able to move through these as quickly as I am, because not only do I have the HLA-DR gene, which means I'm in the 4% of um, 4% of the population that has a, an extreme reaction to mold and biotoxin, but I also have the MTHFR gene mutation, which means that my body has a really, really hard time getting rid of any toxic exposure that it that it experiences. So I kind of have like two big things stacked against me. 
So it should not be this easy for me to turn things around and I should have been much more sick than I was to begin with. On top of that, I had the dog bite infection and all of these things happened at one time. Awesome, great. Anybody else ever been through a season like this? It's real, real fun, real fun. So what has been impressed upon me so intensely is that the decisions that I started making 10 to 15 years ago to go to cognitive behavioral therapy for learning how to think truth and to learn how to ride the wave of extreme anxiety and panic, the supplementation that I do that is customized to my body, the intermittent fasting that I've been doing for years, the nutritional choices that I make for clean, healthy food, the fact that I um, that we try very hard to live off the land, that we work very hard to manage our stress levels, that we look to find um, fulfillment in our spiritual life, in our connection with our family, in our connection with our community. These are all things, and workouts, that would be another thing, another big thing. <laughs> if you're a person that feels like you work out and you work out hard and you're in these classes with everybody else and everybody else is getting muscles and losing inches and you're not, that's me too. That is me too. I struggle through. I struggle through. It is hard. Um, for some reason, I feel like God has given me the grace to not, to not throw in the towel. It's not, it's not me. It's not coming from me. It's not because I have more discipline. I really feel that spirit has just given me an extra measure of grace for whatever reason. Maybe it's to share this story with you. But all of those things, right, all of those things that I was doing for my wellness to increase and enhance my, my quality of life, basically, which, you know, basically touches every aspect of who I am as a person, the results from those things weren't adding up to what I was hoping for in my mind. But when I have been going through this challenging season, what they have added up to is that my body has had a surprising amount of resilience in a situation in which it should have had zero resilience. Zero resilience. And even in speaking to some of the physicians that I worked with through this process and am working with through this process, one of the questions that I have asked is, you know, I have this HLA-DR gene. I should be super, super sick. Like, this is, like, disabling, truly disabling uh, to so many people that have this gene, that that have been in the situation, the living situation that I have been. You know, why is my body turning this around? And why wasn't I way, way, way more sick? And the answer back to me was... It's because of the lifestyle choices that you've been making over time. So no, I don't look like I could be on the set of Baywatch, but my body has been riding the wave of severe mold and bacteria exposure for probably most of my life. And I am still here to tell about it. And a lot of people in my situation wouldn't be. I say that with reverence. I say that with reverence because I really believe that it's only, it's only grace. <laughs> it's only grace. So 
what I want to say to you today is to encourage you. If you are walking through that, that desert season where you are just thirsty for something to shift or you feel like giving up or you feel like giving in, don't keep going. Maybe adjust your expectations, uh, but love and appreciate, love and appreciate everything that your body is doing for you everything that your mind is deciding for you, every time that your emotions choose gratitude, choose joy, choose a healthier choice, appreciate this. Because even if you don't look the way that you want to, you are adding money to a bank account for your well-being. And down the road, maybe, you're going to go through a season like I've been walking through. And because you've been putting in those deposits, that is going to compound. Everything like this compounds. It is, it is a, it's a law of the universe. And you will see that in some way, whether it has to do with feeling more comfortable in the situation as you're going through it, or being a little bit more healthy than you should <laughs> going through the situation, or maybe even just that even though you're walking through a really tough season, you have found a way to be happy through it, to choose joy through it. Keep putting those deposits in your well-being account. It does make a difference. It does make a difference. This is something that I can tell you to the depths of my soul after going through the last six months of my life. It matters. And looking back after through Every dollar that I've spent on supplements or going to specialists or going to a naturopath or going to a chiropractor or trying a new treatment, um, every exercise class I've taken, every drop of sweat, every tear shed out of frustration, every wall I've run into, I would still do it all over again. Because I believe that it's those choices that are getting my body through what it's going through now and whatever it will face in the future. So again, it's not, it's not a guaranteed deposit, right? Just because we make healthier choices doesn't guarantee us perfect health. And it doesn't mean that just because we're not having perfect health that we haven't been making those deposits into that account. But what it does mean is that when you do face those difficult seasons, your body, your mind, your soul, and your spirit might be prepped in a different way to walk through those times than had you not taken care of your well-being in the same way. So I just want to encourage you, keep going, keep going, keep going. And if you need help with that, that is exactly why we have VIP one-on-one. So if you're curious about that, you can go to bit.ly slash discover with Erin and you can book a time with me where we can chat to see if VIP one-on-one coaching is a good fit for you. Over 12 weeks, we basically create for you the holistic lifestyle of your dreams, working on all kinds of well-being stuff. And it is super fun. So I would love to hear from you and to work with you in that way if that is if the timing and the program is a good fit for you. More information about this in the show notes. And I will see you next time. When you think of your ideal life, do you ever think to yourself, 
man, I just wish I could have a completely holistic lifestyle. When I was first educating myself about more natural ways to live, there was one major emotion that I felt overwhelm. There was so much information. A lot of it was conflicting. There were so many products with lots of weird ingredients. There were so many things I didn't know that I should know, and I didn't know what I didn't know. And because of that, it took me a lot longer to increase my wellness and my quality of life and create the lifestyle of my dreams. This is exactly why I have created my new VIP 12-week one-on-one holistic lifestyle makeover. So in a world where it feels like we control so little, there really are so many things within your power to change, especially when it comes to your health, health and lifestyle. This experience is designed to take the guesswork out of the equation for you and to guide you in what you specifically need at this point in time to enhance your quality of life and create leverage in your health and wellness. Take advantage of the full depth of my growing body of work and my 25 plus years of experience in living a holistic lifestyle from a wide variety of perspectives, modalities, and challenges. As a VIP client, once a week, you're going to get to pick my brain on all things holistic lifestyle, aromatherapy, herbalism, toxicity, living closer to nature, grounding yourself, managing your stress, helping your family be healthier, building a resilient mindset, space clearing, sound therapy, spirituality, homesteading, permaculture, and so much more. This curriculum is flexible and customizable to your needs and your experience level. So I want to help you to take back your power and be your own hero and it would be my honor to guide you. Go to bit.ly slash VIP with Erin, that's all caps, to get yourself on my waitlist for this exclusive experience as I have limited space in my schedule and I'm only taking a small amount of clients for VIP coaching. That's bit.ly slash VIP with Erin, all caps. And if you are not sure if this experience is for you, let's jump on a free 15-minute discovery call together so we can explore how we might work together to get you the lifestyle of your dreams. You can go to bit.ly slash discover with Erin, all lower caps this time to book that call. And I can't wait to get you started. Well, everyone, that's our show for today. I am so grateful that you joined us. If you learned something or found yourself inspired, please subscribe to this podcast and rate us well. And if you are interested in even more tips and tricks about holistic living, go to prairiearomatherapy.com and join the Apothecary Inner Circle by using the newsletter bar. Finally, if you found this information of benefit, I would be so thankful if you would share this podcast. I know that together we can help more folks live a holistic lifestyle with ease.